Multiple Myeloma Hub Podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support. Hello and welcome to the Multiple Myeloma Hub Podcast. Today, we'll be speaking to Enrique Osio from the Marquez de Valdecia University Hospital in Santander, Spain. We asked him to speak about resistance mechanisms to current standard of care and how to overcome them. Hello, my name is Enrique Osio. I'm from the University Hospital Marquez de Valdecilla in Santander in, in Spain. And today I will address a, a topic, which is uh, the, the topic of resistance in multiple myeloma to, uh, to the conventional and also the, the novel agents. We know that in the last years, we have seen the approval of uh, many uh, different agents. In fact, 11 different uh, treatments have been approved for the treatment of multiple myeloma uh, with different mechanisms of action. And we have seen proteasome inhibitors, we have seen monoclonal antibodies, we have seen, of course, immunomodulatory agents, and some other ones, such as the acetylase inhibitors or uh, the exporting one inhibitors as one of the last ones, mechanisms to be, to be approved in multiple myeloma. This has really changed the outcome of myeloma patients in the last years. But uh, resistance is a still uh, is a still a problem because we know that uh, myeloma is still uh, considered an incurable disease. Most of the patients, despite having a good response, they end up relapsing and they end up progressing. Of course, some of this could be due to or the failure of these drugs, maybe due to uh, intolerance or toxicities. But to most of the cases, it is due or to resistance, and this resistance uh, can be. Uh, primary because the patients do not respond from the beginning and it's a problem on the, in the in the tumor intrinsic problem of the tumors but they can also be secondary resistance in which uh, the cells respond at the beginning but they end up relapsing or progressing because the, the cells learn how to how to overcome the the, the benefit we have from the different uh, drugs or, or agents and also there are different mechanisms we can think in, in resistance. And this is very important because uh, it is key to understand and investigate the mechanisms of resistance or to these novel agents uh, to uh, try to avoid and to overcome them and to design different strategies to overcome this or even combinations in which we can obtain a greater benefit. There has been a lot of uh, investigation in this topic uh, searching for these mechanisms of resistance on the novel agents. And we have seen, uh, we have a lot of information about proteasome inhibitors. We have resist uh, information about immunomodulatory agents or about monoclonal antibodies and also some of the novel drugs that I will try to address in the next minutes. If we start with uh, proteasome inhibitors, uh, we see that the main mechanism of resistance that have been uh, addressed or have been uh, discovered is that there are abnormalities in the proteasome subunits, in the subunits of the proteasome. And this is uh, one general idea that I want to give you. It is what are the main mechanisms of resistance we have to these drugs? Is that we have a downregulation or abnormalities in the target of these proteins. So this target were the to these drugs. The target where these drugs bind to, they are, they are abnormal or they are downregulated, so they cannot act. Of course, there are other ones, but this is for me the main mechanism of resistance, as I will say in the next minutes. For proteasome inhibitors, of course, the target is the proteasome. So mutations in the proteasome or downregulation of some of these subunits are 
the main responsible for resistance to proteasome inhibitors. There are also some other mechanisms for proteasome inhibitors of resistance to proteasome inhibitors. For instance, there is an upregulation of the, the acetylase system and the aggresome system. And this is something that had a, lo a lot of importance in, in the past because uh, we know that there are two garbage systems in the cell. One is the proteasome, but if the proteasome is not enough, then the cells get rich of proteins by the aggresome pathway. So if we block the proteasome, then the cell escapes by the aggressome. So we can block them. And this is very important, again, because clinically, if we block proteasome with proteasome inhibitors and the aggressome by the acetylase inhibitor, we had panovinostat, but we are now working in other HTAC6-specific inhibitors, then we would end up with a synergistic effect. And this could be important in the clinics. We can also speak about resistance to monoclonal antibodies. Monoclonal antibodies have a very clear target, which is the antigen to which they are directed to. And also, again, what is the main mechanism for resistance to monoclonal antibodies? And this is the target down regulation. In the case of myeloma, in case of myeloma we have daratumumab, isatuximab now. So we have seen that resistance sometimes is associated with a decrease of expression in the CD38 antigen in the surface of these cells or the plasma cells. There are other mechanisms. In monoclonal antibodies, we have very important the immune cells, the immune system. So we have also a, an increase in the CDC inhibition. So the complement inhibitors are maybe increased in this daratumumab resistance, resistant patients. So again, that we are in the immune system is failing, this could also produce or induce resistance to the monoclonal antibodies. This could be also translated into the, all the immunotherapy, the bispecific antibodies, the antibody drug conjugates, or of course, the CAR-Ts. What is the main resistance mechanism we have with CAR-Ts? It is again the same. So in the case of lymphoma or other lymph B proliferative disorders, we have a downregulation of the antigen of CD19. So CD19 negative escapes. The same could be said for myeloma. Probably we would see in the future resistance to CAR-Ts based on CD38 negative, or in the case of CAR-Ts, BCMA negative uh, cells that could develop resistance to CAR-T. Of course, the immune system on the, and the T-cell exhaustion could play a role here, but I think the target downregulation is the main one that we have to take into consideration with all these monoclonal antibodies, all the immunotherapeutic approaches. What about, now we can move to image. For me, we know a lot about the mechanism of resistance. Immunomodulatory agents have one characteristic, which is they didn't have a clear target, as we have said with the other drugs, until it was discovered that they bound or they bind to cerebellum, which is an e 3 ligase complex. So again, now we have a target to be downregulated to overcome, to induce resistance in for to immunomodulatory agents. And in fact, we know that those cells in which we remove cerebellum, they completely become or convert into completely resistant to immunomodulatory agents and the other way around. We have seen that in vitro in the lab, ex vivo, and also in clinically, we have seen that a decrease in the expression of cerebellum is associated also with the resistance to immunomodulatory agents. Also, cerebellum, well, it's important to say here, 
how is what is the mechanism by which cerebrum is downregulated? Is it genetic because we have uh, uh, mutations or deletions in some of the of, of the genome? Is it epigenetic? It is because of MIRNAs, microRNAs that are downregulating cerebrum. Well, we don't know. I think this is, could be a, an important or interesting field of investigation. In fact, we are doing that in the lab because we have generated these resistant cells to immunomodulatory agents. So this cerebellum downregulation is important. Another potential mechanism could be cerebral mutation. If we have mutations in cerebellum that change the conformational structure of cerebellum, then maybe imits cannot bind to cerebellum and cannot exert the anti-tumoral activity. But of course, there are other mechanisms independent of cerebellum, because cerebellum is not probably the whole story for multiple myeloma or for the activity of image. And here we have other pathways, such as the upregulation of ERK pathway. We have seen in some of our experiments that those cells resistance to LEN and most importantly to pomalidomide, they have an upregulation of MEK ERK pathway. Probably this could be a good candidate for combination image plus an ERK MEK inhibitor trying to overcome this resistance. Or there are other more specific or more uh, different uh, mechanism of resistance. This could be the CD147 pathway, the IL-6, the STAT3 pathway. So as you can see, there are different pathways that have been associated also for, for with resistance to imits and other, other drugs. So the cells learn how to overcome, how to, to avoid the activity of these novel agents. Also, for more novel agents, even not approved, we have, for instance, uh, one example is Benetoclax. Benetoclax is a BCL2 inhibitor with, act with good activity in myeloma, particularly in those with 1114 translocation. And we have seen that uh, in the combination with bortezomib and dexamethasone in the phase three trial, we saw that there was a good PFS benefit for Benetoclax, bortezomib, dexamethasone. But in this same trial, the Bellini trial, there was, a, there was no clear benefit advantage in terms of overall survival. So good benefit in PFS, but no in, in overall survival. In, in fact, in the, first, uh, in the first reports, there was a disadvantage in overall survival. So we are, that is because maybe late toxicities, or this could be also because we are inducing more resistant relapses. And I think this is what we are having here. And this could be a, an important mechanism of resistance. And we have seen in our lab that when you give venetoclax to a plasma cells, you decrease the activity of BCL2, the target of venetoclax, but then the cell tries to avoid that and so to, tries to escape and upregulates MCL1, another brother, I would say, of BCL2. Goes up, MCL1 goes up as a mechanism of resistance. And probably this is what is happening in this Bellini trial that cells are becoming resistant for another mechanism, such as this one, MCL1 upregulation. What we have done is that we have combined a BCL2 inhibitor plus an MCL1 inhibitor. And we have seen that there is, the synergy is really great, at least in the lab. We have to take that also to the clinical setting. I think this could be a good uh, point to, to investigate in the clinics. We have to see the toxicity, potential toxicity, but theoretically, this could be a good, important uh, combination to be, to be explored. So in summary, we have seen that resistance is, we know, is, is one of the, our main enemies in the, in the field of oncology. And it's very important to understand this mechanism of resistance. 
The main mechanism for me is the target down regulation. Cerebron, the antigen for monoclonal antibodies, the proteasome inhibitors, the proteasome for proteasome inhibitors. So all this modification of the target is the main one, although there are many other mechanisms. And to finish, I think we have a lot of information about resistance, but unfortunately, we don't really still have a clear idea but it is what is the clear or the good or the key mechanism of resistance. We have still have to work a lot because we have, with that, we would be able to design much better strategies to be able to have a better outcome in these multiple myeloma patients.